0: What's up, Yankee fans? We are back with another episode of Yankee Crazy Podcast. And Toronto. Yankees drop two games out of three, and there's no need to hit the panic button. Yankees are, magic numbers down to three. Looks like they are going to clinch at home, which will be really nice, especially if it can line up For tomorrow... No, actually it won't line up. I'm incorrect. It was going to line up if the Yankees won yesterday. But now, since it's three, it would need a combination of a Yankee win and a Tampa loss. And then the next day they would wrap it up. So it looks like Wednesday, Yankees have the potential to clinch. So that's going to be cool. That's going to be awesome. Although I don't want them to do any crazy celebrating. You know, it's a little bit... You know, when Derek Jeter was on the Yankees, it was like business. Like, we don't celebrate... Maybe they did a little bit of celebrating, but we don't celebrate until we win the World Series. And the past couple of years with the Yankees, they've been, like, going nuts when they've clinched the wild card. And I don't know. It's it's a little bit excessive for me. You know? Okay celebrate a little bit that's cool but let's not go crazy guys come on come on i know it's a long season and i know these guys want to like you know these guys are young they want to they want to kick back they want to slam some beers get the champagne going but let's take it easy it's not the world series all right so we'll look for that we we will keep our eyes on that one And, you know, that reminds me of this whole, like, goggles thing. You know, the goggles. I think, I feel like David Ortiz was the one who started with the goggles. But, you know, it looks a little ridiculous. It's a little crazy. But Paul O'Neill, I think it was Paul O'Neill talked about it. How in one of the years, he got so much champagne in his eyes right before the World Series. So it was the League Championship Series. And he said his eyes were stinging for days, so I can understand the goggles, and um, let's keep everybody's eyes safe, right? <laughs> anyway, let's take a quick break. We will get into this Toronto series, and we'll talk about what happened with the Magic 8-Ball this past weekend, so stay tuned. Hey guys, just want to let you know, if you've been listening, that maybe you already know, but... We are on com, and that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. Go search for us if you want to show some support to us as creators, kind of like pay, be a patron of the arts, be a patron of Yankee Crazy Podcast. So, got a lot of tiers on there right now. We're going to be adding some more, and a lot of different levels where you can support us. All right, go check it out, guys. Got some really cool stuff on there, some, you know... Interviews, come on the show for an interview. And also, we've got a couple of things where we have conversations with you to talk Yankees. All right, go check it out, patron.com. Thanks, guys. All right, and we are back. So, like we said in the beginning, Yankees dropped two of three, and what's really disappointing is the Magic 8-ball streak ended. Man, the Magic 8-ball... Was five for five and then predicted a Yankees win yesterday. And as you know, they lost. So the Magic 8 Ball goes to five and one. (laughs) Still pretty good. You got to give it up to the Magic 8 Ball. So stay tuned. After we wrap up with the Toronto series, we are going to do the Magic 8 Ball and see what its prediction is for the Angels series. All right. So Game 1 was the usual Yankees starting a series off and losing game 1. Uh let's hope that does not continue in the playoffs. But not uh, not a terrible game, you know, you saw a couple of, you know, I liked uh Clint Frazier muscling a double down the line. That was good to see for him. I think they just need to keep him at DH. I think that is his spot, and it'll be interesting to see what happens with the playoff roster. You know, as the Magic 8-Ball said, that Tyler Wade is going to make the playoff roster, and that could be a possibility, because he's still hitting the ball well, and he's got better defense in the outfield than Clint Frazier, which is pretty crazy. Uh, You know, Tyler Wade being an infielder, as far as I'm aware of, his whole career he has been an infielder, and it was smart for the yankees to put him out into the outfield and get some reps and he looks pretty good got to give him got to give him credit for that so other good things at a game one uh romine romine really contributing when the guy gets the opportunity and gary sanchez on the il not sure how long they're saying he's going to be back for the playoffs but he's contributing guy is Coming up with some timely hitting and his defense is good. You know, they say that he handles the pitchers well. So that's good to see. Luke Voigt, he's been contributing. He had a really, uh, a couple of really nice hits. Uh, had a nice, no doubter home run um, going back to back with Glaber, I think it was, game two. That looks good. So in game one, you know, what's frustrating in that is Atavino with the balk, and that allowed Toronto to tie the game, and if you saw, he kind of had like a little stutter step towards home, and then, you know, turns to throw to first, and it was first and third at that point, so that was disappointing, but, you know, what are you going to do? You're not going to win every game, right? And Yankees are at 98 wins, right? I think 98, so... They could clinch at Game 100 on Wednesday. That is pretty exciting. And then we'll see how many games they win for the end of the year. And, you know, home field advantage is going to be really crucial for the Yankees. You see how well they play at home. And you see how they can struggle. Especially Oakland. Look at, look at that Oakland series. Oof, I don't want to look at it. It was horrible. But they got swept in Oakland. And Oakland's a good team. But... Toronto, you know, has some firepower, but Yankees really should be beating toronto um you know a lot of like we talked about last week, they've got a lot of young guys who are you know making a pretty strong core. you know you look at Vladimir Guerrero he I think he batted like three fifty eight in August, so and the guy's got a two seventy so about two seventy batting average, so you could see how that really raised his average. Having a monster month like that, but anyway, tie game. Tyler Lyons pitching in the twelfth, I believe, and uh, Bichette, Bo Bichette, not Boba Fett, <laughs> but Bo Bichette hits the walk-off home run. Uh, Tanaka, uh, you know, he he kind of grinded through five innings, uh, not looking terrific, but you know. We're, we're, we're just kind of hoping that playoff Tanaka comes for the playoffs. Hopefully he shows up. Game two, Paxton. Really like what Paxton is doing. He is looking sharp. Uh, guy is just performing really well. He's now, he went to 9-0, and o, right? 9-0 and o after his, over the last nine games. Man, that is great to see because you want to see him be your ace. He's, He's got the potential to be game one starter when the division series opens up. I I can see it. You've got Severino coming back tomorrow. I believe he's starting that game, and it looks to be what? I don't know. I think he's going to be at about 50, 60 pitches limit, so we'll see how he can do and if he can breeze back in. Um, Jordan Montgomery Endell and Dylan Betances came off the IL. Um, Montgomery pitched uh, yesterday's game, and that was with the the opener, the opener deal that the Yankees did. And Chad Green started that one. Montgomery comes in, gives up three runs. You know, you got to think that these guys have some rust, and I'm not expecting Severino to come back and all of a sudden be lights out. Got to give him a little time to get acclimated, but there's not a big amount of time for him to do that. So we'll be watching that one closely. And Angels, you know, not a good team. Uh, You know, not going to have to face Trout or Otani, both on the IL. And we'll see what happens. All right, let's get back. Game two, we got ahead of ourselves. Guardy man. Brett Gardner, a lot of people bashing that the Yankees brought him back for, I think it was a nine million one-year deal. The guy has been integral to this team and this lineup. And the the guardy hitting the bat on the dugout, and they're using that symbol as their rallying cry. It's pretty funny, and it's pretty it's pretty funny seeing the variations of who's you know which guys are doing it. Um, I think it was that Urshela does one really slow. <laughs> <laughs> Some guys just kind of do like a, like I think Mike Ford just kind of does it like a nonchalant. He's just like, mm. oh man, that's funny. Oh, you know, that game too, Mike Ford comes off the bench and hits a, a pinch hit home run, comes back into the dugout, and if you saw this, he's going down the line, giving everybody high fives. Cameron Mabin is at the end. Gonna do his hug, his you know he he sits on the end down there and everybody comes in gives him a hug. Ford gave him the hug snub. That's right, the hug snub. Mario, Sh- Mari, should we should we patent that? Should we patent that word? Do you know, <laughs> or copyright it? What, what I think it's copyright, right? The hug snub. I I think so. I, we might have something because if you've seen LeBron James tried to just. Uh, copyright taco tuesday and got denied. So, you know, I was I was actually talking with Jackson Susanna about uh about that and talking about how Pat Riley, the ex knicks Heat coach, I think he's still with the Heat organization, right? He copyrighted three Pete when the Lakers did the Lakers ever go three Pete? I'm not sure if they did, but you know, if you're if you're not understanding, you know, you should be. If you're listening to this, I'm guessing you you know some sports, but maybe not. So repeat, repeating champions, and then if you go three three peat, so Pat Riley put a copyright on that, and he made I think when the Bulls won and did a three peat, he supposedly made a lot of money on that because they printed up T-shirts, hats, etc. And if you use that word like that, you gotta pay Pat Riley. So. I don't know how we could earn money on the Snug Hub. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. The Hug Snub. That's it. The Hug Snub. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe it's worth it. <laughs> you could go on, um, what's that? What's that? Legal Zoom. Legal Zoom, you could probably do it super easy on there. But anyway, is there something with that? Does Mike Ford dislike Cameron Mabin? I don't know. We we sent out a tweet we wanted to know to Cameron Mabin and we asked him, what's up with the hug snub by Mike Ford? And no response and he's, he's actually uh, pretty good at responding to people but maybe he missed it. Or maybe there really is something. Hmm, we gotta do some investigating on this one because I need to find out. But Let's get back into it. One thing I like to see in Game 2 was uh, Jonathan Lo- Saiga. He pitched really well, and maybe he had to shake off some rust coming back from the IL. Not sure, but pretty good. Oh, and you know, Tyro Estrada is back up, and he was injured. I, You know, I was wondering where he was, uh, I think a couple of shows ago, I was wondering. But Tyro Estrada is going to make things really interesting for the Yankees next year, I think, because he's major league ready. The guy has proven it. And with Didi coming up for a contract, right? He becomes a free agent. Are the Yankees going to let Didi walk? You know, Dede, I really like Dede, but, you know, as we talked about, my brother was, you know, texting me about Dede's nonchalant throws, and I think it's a lot more evident this year uh, that he is, I don't know, maybe not at his top form, and you know, maybe there's still something with his, uh, you know, because he had the surgery, right? He had the uh, Tommy John surgery, and maybe there's something with that, I don't know, but He's been up and down with slumping, and if you look next year, Yankees could potentially, if he were to walk, you've got Urshela, DJ, Glaber, and Tyro Estrada. There's four guys for three infield spots. So you keep Tyro Estrada as the backup, and you rotate those guys in. And then you've got Andujar. If they keep Andujar, you know, what happens there? I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Going to be very interesting. What happens with that? Um, I could see them bringing Dee Dee back though. I could see that. And then I don't know. Maybe Tyro Estrada gets packaged for a pitcher in the off season, or they hold on to him as kind of a chip for next year. It's going to be interesting this off season, and it will make it very interesting if the Yankees win the World Series because you know you'll you'll. Think that they want to keep with the same core, but maybe they mix it up. Who knows? Anyway, uh, game two, we also saw, what's his last first name? Ryan Dull. Dull. It gives up three runs uh, in the ninth, and he's just he's just got to be playing mop-up, right? He, he Obviously, Yankees are up big time at that point. It doesn't really matter, but man, that guy's just got to go. I, I would have anybody else <laughs> up. I would have that Davey Garcia up. See what he can do at this point instead of Ryan Dahl. Got to change your name, dude. Anyway, game three, a little bit of a letdown. Uh, You know, as I talked about Montgomery with the three runs, Cortez Jr., uh, not liking what he's doing lately. He gives up three runs in that game, and I don't know. He, early on, I thought it would be a no-doubter that he would be making the playoff roster, potentially, but I don't see him making it now. Uh, not looking good so far. So, you know, another thing, game three, if you saw the end of that game, Judge, three really, well, two. I'll give two poor pitches called for strikes. One inside and a little bit up. The other one, uh, where was that? That one was low. Judge, as you know, wearing his socks up high so that Umps can see how tall he is, and I don't know, maybe that's backfiring. He has, uh, they put up stats earlier in the year. He has the most pitches that are balls called strikes uh, for anyone in the league. So that is, um, that's a little disheartening to see because, you know, obviously when the playoffs come, you don't want, Judge being rung up on pitches that he shouldn't be, you know that third pitch he got called out for um it you you look from the above uh, the the upper angle, the top angle, and it kind of looks like it's snuck in the corner, and you know you look at the k zone that they have now, which is not helping umpires uh at all on t v where you've got that strike zone, and you can see where the pitch is within the strike zone that is really because you know they got that angle. Of the pitcher, they have to do it for TV, and I can a lot oftentimes before they had the, the strike zone, I could never tell. I was like the angle would always always throw me off, and I'm like, "What well, is that a ball?" And there were pitches that I'd be like thought were a strike, but now that they have that, you can really see, and it's like, Whoa, man, some of these umps are terrible, and I wonder if that is why so many people are up in arms about how bad the umps are because that that K zone shows it. You know, I feel like ESPN was the first to start showcasing that, and they they didn't have it up during the at-bat. Interesting that it's now up during the at-bat. I think it's, you know, MLB's way to uh, think that kids are going to watch more because it's like a video game, <laughs> but anyway, that's the series. You know, not terrible, you know, no reason to, to get crazy, but it is, um, you know, kind of disheartening to lose to the uh, Blue Jays and like we talked about last week, don't want to see them in the next couple of years uh, get really, really good because of this young core. But anyway, oh, and point I wanted to make, Game 2, Guardy with the two home runs, as saying that, great to bring him back, great performance by him, and a nice RBI double, but that catch up against the wall that he made was just phenomenal. Really, really. he You know, guys doing it on both sides of the plate and they were talking about it on the Yes Network, David Cohn and Michael Kay, that Gardy has really over the past year been very cognizant of his health and ability and his age. And he is being really smart about his nutrition and health and um, you know so far so good. No injuries for him. So that's good. They're going to need him. All right. Let's take a quick break. We're going to come back, preview the Angels series with the Magic 8-Ball. Stay tuned. All right. And we are back. So let's preview the Angels series. Angels out of playoff contention. And to top that off, Mike Trout goes on to the IL. He was supposed to be a procedure to stop pain. He had this nerve pain in his foot, I believe. And I guess he still got the pain. And at this point, you know, we're down to, what, uh, like 10 games left, 11 games left in the season. It's not worth it to bring Mike Trout back if I'm the Angels. You know, Mike Trout looks like he's going to get an MVP this year, it would make it his fourth? Third? I don't know. Pretty amazing how he has come in either first or second, like every year, something crazy like that. And, you know, that whole debate goes on about MVP and should it be from a team that is winning and and all that, and I don't know. I'm not even going to get into it. But... Here's the deal. Some people say, you know, Mike Trout, oh, well, he, you know, he'd get more notoriety if he was on a good team. And I don't know if he wants more notoriety. He gets some really good endorsements. Uh, I hate that MLB commercial with him where they're like, some people say I'm the greatest who ever played. <laughs> it's like, dude, really? Oh, oh that gives me uh, that. That's just as... Is... <laughs> That's embarrassing to me to say something like that. That's a little bit like, whoa, dude. I don't know. could never have, uh, not that he was the greatest that ever, but if they wrote something like for Derek Jeter like that back in the day, I'd be like, oh, horrible, horrible. Anyway, seems like a nice guy. He's got that super pretzel uh, endorsement. Those are pretty good. I <laughs> like those. Uh, he's on the cover. And it's really funny when the, when a company doesn't get the MLB endorsement, or, or uh, not endorsement, but um, uh, the rights to use the MLB, uh, like the angel symbol for him, and he's just wearing like a plain red hat, and <laughs> it's kind of funny, he's wearing like a jersey that might even say super pretzels, uh, that just, that cracks me up, but anyway, Trout, you know, here's the deal with him being on a bad team, he chose this extension, He was supposed to be a free agent after the 2020 season, I believe. And he signed that 12-year extension. So, you know, his fault. But maybe he doesn't want to. Maybe he just wants to be a career angel. And, you know, that's cool. But can't expect to all of a sudden be on a winning team. You know, with a big salary like that, a lot of these teams, they can't spend. They did the Pujols uh, contract that... Didn't really work out for them. Uh, Josh Hamilton, they're probably still paying him. I don't even know where he is, but that was another big contract the Angels did. And that guy, Artie Moreno, he was a really big, um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, disciple of the Yankees way and, you know, named it Angels Stadium because of Yankee Stadium. Was looking to spend a lot of money. Made some big splashes. You know, they've got a 2002 World Series You know, that was when the wild card, you just went into the divisional series, and then they changed that. I think because too many wild card teams were winning, (laughs) they wanted to make it a little bit more difficult. But anyway, he's on that team. He chose it. So if he never wins a World Series championship, then, you know, got to blame yourself for that because you could have gone to a team that has more of a, a chance, right? Anyway... Other guy Otani goes in for knee surgery, and I don't even know what he did this year. Did he even pitch? I didn't really hear from him. Uh, You know, not that I was not not that I'm like scanning MLB uh, all the time. It's it's just Yankees for me. But Otani, another injury last year. He had the arm injury, right? His shoulder injury had had to get surgery. So I think he didn't pitch this year. Or if he did, I didn't hear about him. But Kind of kind of glad he's not on the Yankees now with his injury history so far. So he's not on the team, and those are kind of the two main people I know on there. But we are going to ask the Magic 8-Ball what he or she thinks. I don't know. Should we name the Magic 8-Ball? No, Magic 8-Ball's name is just Magic 8-Ball. So we'll say it. We're going to ask the Magic 8-Ball if the Yankees are going to win And sweep this series. They should. They should. Let me just give you a little hint. Magic 8-Ball. So, all right. Magic 8-Ball. Are the Yankees going to win game one? Shaking the Magic 8-Ball. Although my son, Jax, told me I don't have to shake the Magic 8-Ball. I can just turn it over. But I don't know. There's something about the shake. And plus, can you hear it? Can you hear that shake? Magic 8-Ball. Will the Yankees win game one versus the Angels? Okay. Here we go. Let's see. It says, yes, definitely. All right. Yankees going to start the series off with a win, unlike all these others that they're losing. Okay, Magic 8 Ball. Are the Yankees going to win game two versus the Angels? As I see it, yes. All right. All right. I like that. Two games. Magic 8 Ball. Will the Yankees win Game 3 versus the Angels? Magic 8-Ball says, it's in that in-between area. Uh, Better not tell you now. Huh, we haven't gotten one of these, have we? Better not tell me now. All right, well, when am I supposed to ask you, Magic 8-Ball? How about now? Magic 8-Ball. Again, will the Yankees win Game 3 versus the Angels? Mm, let's see, what does it say, turning around, concentrate, oh, what, wait, oh, magic eight ball, come on, what are you doing, concentrate and ask again, oh, okay, magic eight ball, I'm concentrating and asking you, will the Yankees win game three versus the Angels, and it is... It is decidedly so. Oh, all right. So Magic 8-Ball saying the Yankees will sweep the Angels. I can see it happening. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, unless they're resting people and they start throwing in some mop-up people like Ryan Dull and Tyler Lyons. <laughs> then, then maybe it's going to be dicey. But there you go, guys. Magic 8-Ball once again trying to get back on its winning streak. Five and one at this point. So that's that's pretty good. That is pretty good, right? All right, guys. That's going to wrap it up. Hope you get to watch this Angels series because it looks like the Yankees will clinch the AL East, and that's going to be awesome. So we will see you after this series. And as always, like we always say, let's go, Yankees. Hey, guys. We're staying consistent. And like we have been telling you for a long time now, go buy David Cohn's book, Full Count. We are still fulfilling our promise to David for following us on Twitter. i got to check book sales. I wonder where it's at. I have not looked up. wonder if it's still on the New York Times bestseller. It's an awesome book. I have not been keeping up with it like I should be, but I'm going to get back into it. It's, it's been great from the start. Love it. Go get it. David Cohn, Full Count. Thanks, guys.